What's up, coaches? Happy Monday to you. It is a huge day for us coaches here at the state of Texas, as today is realignment day. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with what that means, well, basically, uh, this is when, if, if Texas high school football were a snow globe, this is the day when it gets picked up and uh, shaken around and then set back on the uh, on the counter there for all the things to kind of settle in place. Basically, every high school team in the state of Texas is getting a new home. Uh, they're going to be playing different people. They're going to have different people in what we call districts. Some of those districts will look the same as what they have been the last two years. Some will look vastly different as schools move up and move down in enrollment numbers. So it's a it's a definitely an anxious day for a lot of coaches as guys are uh, finding out where they're going to be playing, and then they try to try to jockey for games and fill out the rest of their non-district schedule. So it's a busy day uh, in the state of Texas, and, and and if you're into that kind of stuff, then definitely give uh, Greg Tepper and Matt Step a follow on Twitter. Uh, and, and those guys can keep you in the loop on all things going on with Texas high school football. For the rest of us, we are reacting to last night's Super Bowl, uh, which also means that now, sadly, we are staring down the barrel of a long offseason without college football or the NFL on TV, which means some of you can finally get to work on that honeydew list that you've been putting off since August. So, uh, that's good news, but you know th- there is a a glimmer of hope for us football fans uh, with the XFL kicking off. I-, I believe is it is it this week or, or next week? Um, but anyway, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm really pulling for for this this time around with the XFL. I'm really pulling for it to last. You know, whenever we get one of these uh, alternate season football leagues, uh, you know, like the original XFL or the, the AF last year, the Alliance of American Football or whatever it was called, you know, lasted like five games or uh, arena football even. You know, I think, maybe, and maybe I speak for all of us uh, when I say this, but I think we all kind of embrace it cautiously, you know. Uh, we, we, we cautiously hope that it will work out. It's kind of like when, like when your younger brother brings his latest girlfriend home. You know, and you're not really sure how much you need to invest in this person because you don't know if she'll be around the next time y'all get together. And so you're a little hesitant. You know, you hope it works out, right? But you're, you're really hesitant to get to know that person um, because you just don't know, right? Like they could, they could be gone the next time and it could be a different, completely different person. And so I, I think that's how we all feel about the XFL right now. Um, but really for me personally and many of, of the guys, on our coaching staff here at Pleasant Grove, we have a personal connection to this league because uh, earlier this fall, our outside linebackers coach, Lucas Walker, was actually drafted uh, by the, the the Tampa Bay Vipers and has since made the team as a linebacker. Uh, so, so we are all really excited about watching him play. So if you don't have a reason to watch the XFL or don't feel a draw to pull for a certain team, we'll pull for the Vipers and, and our boy Lucas Walker. Great guy, great coach, and, and actually – I'm actually hoping to get him on the podcast soon to talk to him about his experiences in the XFL so far and what that's like. So so there you go. If you're looking for a reason to embrace this new league, I just gave you one. You're welcome. Okay, so this is episode number 45 for KYPD today, and today we're talking about tackling. Now, today is one of those episodes where I'm not talking to a defensive line coach. Okay, and and, I, and I've, I've brought this up before. You know, whenever I decide when I'm looking for guys or people to bring on 
to the podcast. It's less about you know what position they coach and more about, will what they have to say add value to the lives of the people who decide to listen? And, and those people, when, I, when I'm thinking about that, those, I'm thinking about football coaches specifically, defensive coaches, even more specifically defensive line coaches. And today uh, is without a doubt one of those episodes that, albeit not a quote-unquote defensive line coach, uh, this is one of those episodes that will absolutely add value to you because today we're talking about an extremely important topic to defensive coaches especially. We're talking about tackling. And I am really excited to be talking today to Rex Norris, the Vice President of Football Programming and the Executive Director of Tackling Certification for Atavis, which, if you don't know, is a company based out of Seattle, Washington, that has grown to become the world's leading authority on tackle performance, analysis, and coaching technique. Uh, combining innovative curriculum and actionable data with analysis from successful and experienced coaches, Atavis delivers measurement and insight to improve the performance of players, coaches, and teams. These guys have customers in professional, college, and high school football, and the Atavis tackling system has proven effective at all levels of football. You probably, uh, if you remember back in like 2014, the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll put out the, the Hawk tackle video. That was sort of the genesis of all of this. And, and since then, I think even the Hawk tackle has been modified some. Uh, and, and so that's if you're familiar with that video, then you are on some level familiar with Atavis and what it's seeking to do as far as, as tackling goes. So anyway, if you're a Texas high school football coach, you're already familiar with Atavis because starting this past season, every high school coach in the state of Texas was required to go through Atavis tackling certification course and become a certified instructor of the Atavis tackling system, which in my opinion, has worked really, really well and done a lot for improving the quality of instruction for what it is you're trying to actually accomplish when coaching tackling. And you know, I believe that having the data and expertise of Atavis at your disposal makes what you're coaching concerning tackling defensible to uh, people like, like, like your parents uh, of, of your players, administrators, the players themselves, and, and really anyone else who might want to question why you're coaching things the way that you are or why you're doing certain drills or how these drills and techniques are, are making the game safer, which is invaluable, invaluable for us coaches because, you know, well, you know, no one ever questions why we do what we do, right? I mean, that's, we are, we're, we're strangers to that sort of criticism, of course, that's a joke. Uh, anyway, as I mentioned already, Rex is Atavis's vice president of football programming and the executive director of tackling certification. He knows a thing or two about coaching high school football in Texas as well, because Rex spent the better part of two decades coaching high school football here in the state of Texas with stops at Austin Aikens and Highland Park, and also Washington State, where he was a head coach for 11 years at Kentwood High School. Rex's father was a former college football and NFL assistant, so he's literally been around football his entire life and is actually related to a guy that is a legend in the state of Texas, and that is former Baylor head coach and former executive director of the American Football Coaches Association for 23 years, Grant Taff. Rex also coached a nationally renowned rugby program where he won 10 state titles and plays as a national finalist four times as a rugby coach. Today, Rex and I are talking about tackling, specifically what Atavis is doing to empower coaches with the knowledge techniques, and data they need to coach their kids to safely and effectively dominate contact. We talk about how Atavis has helped defenses on the high school and collegiate levels, improving their efficiency, and other ways Atavis is working to improve the game we all love. So, with all that being said, get yourself ready, because we're entering the contact zone and about to shoulder tackle episode number 45 of KYPD. 
Well, Rex, this is a real treat having you on the podcast, and I know you are super busy, so thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to talk with us. Oh, man, I'm excited to be a part of it. Anytime I can be there for Texas coaches, I'm all in. Well, you know, Rex, as, as I mentioned in the opener, you know, you've been with Adivis for a few years now, and, and so, so why don't we begin with you telling us a little about uh, what Adivis is, its mission, and about what your specific role is within the company. Uh, I'm the head of football at Adivis. I was at, for Adivis football anyway. I was I was employee number one, you know, and and you know I can talk about how I got started, but but really, really what it's become, I, I would say, is um, it's it's basically the Adivis tackle system is just that. It's it's a it's the most comprehensive tackle education resource out there for both players and coaches. Um, you know, our, our, our goal really is to empower coaches and help them to develop, to develop more competent athletes so they play more instinctively when it comes to tackling. And, it, and it's really the system itself is focused on, on multiple things. One is, is coach, develop, coach development, and that's centered around effective and safer techniques. And then implementing, with, implementing those techniques with player-centered progressions and drills and and then how we measure it through our through our tackleitic system, and so you know the, the misconception really is a lot of times they think that we're one of those three things either we're all analytics or we're all just drills or we just come out and teach coaches, but really the whole thing is built on each other and it's all meant to work together in unison to provide the most value for coaches. What. Well, we we are uh, you know you currently are, are are a coach and you've been a coach in the past. Tell us a little more about your background specifically within the game of football and you know where you've coached okay. and and give us a little bit of background as far as that goes with your experience with the game of football specifically. Well, uh, you know I, I'm proud to say I come from a football family on both sides. Uh, my father has coached for 40 plus years in both high school and college and pros in the Canadian Football League. Um, he's coached at Texas, Texas A&M and Oklahoma, just in the local area. He, uh, he started at R.L. Turner High School in Dallas. Uh, on my mother's side, my mother's last name is Taft. Yeah. So Grant Taft is yeah. in our family tree. And so, you know, there's high expectations in our family when it comes to doing it right and, and, and putting your time in and, and doing what's right for kids. Um, but I, I've been coaching for 25 years now, 14 years as an assistant coach in the state of Washington and in the state of Texas. I, I coached down in the Austin area at Aikens High for one year, and, and I coached at Highland Park for two years. And then uh, I was a head coach uh, for 11 years in the state of Washington at Kentwood High School. Um, and then I've been a defensive coordinator specifically for 18 years. And uh, and on the rugby side, I've been also coaching rugby for 25 years as well. And um, you know, I've, I've coached for the U.S. national team over a three-year stretch. Um, and and I've been invited to coach in all state football games and the Semper Fidelis game there in California. So it's it's been a, a really cool experience that I've been a part of. Uh, so, so Rex, that is an outstanding uh, football pedigree that you just talked about there, and I have to uh, imagine that that 
you know, uh, having that kind of background gives you a, a definite sense of, of credibility and legitimacy when you're going through and talking to these coaches about Atavis and what it can do for their program. The, the accomplishments of, of the people in my family are well exceeding mine. If anything, it just gives myself and Atavis the awareness of the expectations of the state of Texas and, and, and just awareness of the challenges that we all face as coaches. Um, having having coach you know coaching greats like Randy Mays you know join our team and, and other coaches that are that are in the state of Texas express interest in being a part of it just really is really where the validation comes. You, it's got to speak for itself. The, the system has to speak for itself, and it will because this game continues to evolve. And um, yeah, we're really proud of that, and we're looking to, to build off of it and uh, and and become a part of of Texas football. What led you to to to, to want to join and be a part of Atavis, and, and how did that all begin? Well, you know, it, it was kind of a coming together of a bunch of situations at once. It was in 2014 that Serevi Rugby got started um, by uh, Waisali Serevi, who's a Hall of Fame rugby player and one of the top uh, international players of all time. And and that whole goal was to grow rugby in the state of, in the United States, and it was originated out of Seattle. Well, in the in the meantime, I was coaching both football and rugby, and I happened to have his daughter on our team, as well as the daughter of the owner uh, of Adam, I mean, of Serevi Rugby at the time. And he had just connected with Rocky Seto and Pete Carroll. They had him. They had him and some of our coaches come in and and, and check out their hot tackle video before they put that out. Um, we and, you know we engaged with them, or they engaged with them, I should say, and, and got feedback. And and Chris Peterson from UW had asked for some feedback as well. I mean, I say UW University of Washington. Yeah. And uh, it was about that time that we were talking about through our rugby program and those those dads, I guess. And the owners of Serevi Rugby, we were talking about how, you know, the rugby approach to tackling would really benefit the game of football. And, you know, through a lot of discussions, uh, we basically started the idea of how to, how to do that. And so 2015, I was hired to find out how to make that happen. And, uh, you know, through the team here at, at what was Serevi and is now turned it out of us has been able to develop a curriculum uh, for, for coaches and, and, and more importantly, a way to analyze if we're getting better or not. And uh, since then, I mean, we're proud to say that we've worked with college programs, gosh, in the Big 12, the Big 10, uh, the Pac-12, the Atlantic uh, Athletic uh, Conference, uh, the Mountain West Conference, Ivy League, Division Two, Division Three. Gosh, we have we have clients in over thirty four states. I think thirty four states and six countries. And so, you know, we're really proud of what we've created. And, and we didn't run out trying to sell a bunch of stuff. We went out slow and did it right. I one of the things I asked is if I were to join um, Atavis Atavis team was to start in Texas. And when they committed to that, that's when I when I switched over to start working with them. And and um, for those uh, coaches who don't know, talk about you know what what y'all are doing within Texas high school football and and what we have set up here for for coaches in this state. 
Well, uh, you know, we had, we're proud to say that, you know, we came and, and uh, went to Texas Coaching School back in 2015 and became a sponsor that year. And, and then the next year we were able to start working with uh, coach development and speaking. And, and I was able to meet Joe Martin and D.W. Rutledge. And uh, after that, they, they took a trip out here and um, spent – you know, two full days with us just kind of going through A to Z on everything we do. And, uh, and since then they, they went back to Texas and, uh, with the UIL, uh, aligned with, with their, with what they were looking to do. And, and we're proud to say that, that, uh, that we provide a certification process for coaches in the state of Texas in regards to tackling. And, um, and I got mandated this last year. We certified over 19,000 coaches. Yeah both in person and online. And really what that consists of, it's, it's, it's really a, a coach education and resources. And, and the curriculum is really based on three, three main concepts. And one of them is how to maximize power and control in contact. Um, just really focusing on safer and more effective techniques. And then providing um, the concept of drill variation and how to implement it how to be more player centered and how you approach the implementation of these techniques and then how to use different levels of contact to uh, educate your athletes. And so, you know, the, the resources are, are progression based drills that also come with, it, um, you know, to really create better instruction and to help develop and sharpen skills for safer, more effective tackling. And so, you know, I, I, I think the, the work that the THSCA has done and, and, uh, and in, in getting the buy-in and, and, uh, and to support what, what we can provide has been outstanding and, and it's been off to a really good start. Well, as a, as a, as a Texas high school coach who is certified, added a certified, I got certified uh, online this summer. You know, I, I can say that, that from, from personal experience that, the things that you guys have have in place are, are awesome. Like you said, um, everything that you need to organize a practice is there as far as instruction, you know, those drills and the progression. Uh, and then you can even get into the analytics stuff to track how you are using those ta- those tackling techniques within games and, and things that you missed and, and, and areas that you can improve within your tackling. So you've really taken the guesswork out of it. And, and really uh, created a much more uniform uh, approach to tackling across the state. So I can, you know, we were at uh, the DFW clinic this past weekend. You know, I could sit down with a coach from the Panhandle or a coach from the Valley, and we can start talking about tackling, and we're using the same language uh, and talking about the same types of techniques because we're both out of a certified. And I think that's been really cool. And I think you've seen that across the state, just in, even in this beginning of this uh you know all of these coaches being out of a certified you know you've seen this uniformity across the state and you can see it showing up on films and and, and game tape and stuff of, of guys using these these drills correctly yeah and, and you know you know a lot of people have you know they, they assume that it's a, a check the box kind of approach and, and anybody that's been a part of it knows that's not the case um you know, it really it really forces you to think about what you do and be more intentful and mindful of, of how it is that you're going to go about teaching, you know, your players how to go into contact. And, and at the end of the day, what they're seeing are, are more confident players and, right. and, and more effective players and more effective techniques in games. And that, that, that's really cool to see what you're teaching show, showing up on film. And, yeah. and the more the coaches 
do it, the better they're going to get, you know, and, right. and it's not a, it doesn't just happen overnight. First year is a big learning process. And so, you know, whether we're working with high school coaches or college coaches, that first year is really a big learning moment. And, and when they get into it their second year and they, they, they go back and look at what the focus is, they'll start to realize what they did well and what they can improve on. And they're going to see that second year really take off in the program. So, well, so Rex, talk to us. Uh, about the different techniques of tackling that that, that Atavis is, is is teaching. You know what we what we try to do is really make it as, as clear and as straightforward as possible. I mean, you know, when it comes to teaching tackling, teaching tackling is fairly easy. But teaching great tackling is hard. You got you got to be in temple on what you're doing. And what we've done is we've broken it down into into really two phases. The, pre-contact phase and everything that you do leading up to contact and then contact itself. And with the drills that we're providing and in, in, in curriculum, we try to get the coaches to focus on those two elements and, and then bring them together to help increase the confidence of that athlete. And so, you know, a lot of people assume, you know, they'll say, you know, you guys are that rugby style tackling team. And, you know, there's, there's rugby coaches that don't know how to teach tackling. You know, and, and and so just to assume that rugby tackling is the end all is not not what we're talking about. What we're talking about at Atavis is we're talking about dominating contact. We we don't talk about roll tackling. We think that's a bad outcome. We don't we don't talk about you know high profile tackles. We talk about tackling legs. And at the end of the day, we want body on body contact. And so really, our focus is is to make shoulder contact. To put, to put the strongest parts of our body on the runner. We talk about elements like same foot, same shoulder into contact to, to maximize that power. Uh, you know, that, that concept alone is, is really talking about the feet. A lot of times coaches don't even talk about footwork into contact. And we're talking about same foot, same shoulder into contact to really maximize your weight and strength into the hit. We're talking about hand placement to, to strengthen your, your shoulder and upper body as you go into contact to, to make, to improve how your head and neck are going to react once contact happens. And, and, and really what it's doing is it's, it's helping the player understand what to hit with. Yeah. And when that, when that happens, they're reducing primary head contact. And when that happens, we're talking about safer outcomes. We're talking right. about keeping your best players on the field. And, um, so in the, in those areas of contact and pre-contact, we really focus on some key elements and, and, and we measure them as well. And, you know, we emphasize the importance of closing space and, and how to do that effectively and, and to limit the runner's options. And so again, it, I think anybody can understand how, you know, when we talk about power and control, those are really clear elements that we can discuss. And then when we talk about measurement of what you're hitting with, making sure that you're making shoulder contact, and then if you don't, you realize that your issues are happening before you even get there. Right. And right. Um, and that really helps the, the players focus on what they need to do to be effective and safer. You talked about some of the issues that they're experiencing before they even get there. What are those? You know, what are those things that that that, that players do? Those mistakes that they do before they even get into the position of actually making the tackle. Well, a lot of times because the, the way coaches approach it, and, and believe me, I've done this too. So when I say coaches, I'm talking about myself. Right. So when you start analyzing things, I have to look at myself first. 
And, you know, the, those issues are in, in contact. Is they, number one thing, and it kind of comes in, a, in a, well, it does come in, in, in a priority of, of elements. One of them is not closing space. You'll see players that aren't competent stop their momentum towards the runner and wait on the runner to come to them. When that happens, they, they reduce their own power into contact and they, they, they increase the options of the runner and make it really difficult to make effective contact. Then, then they're not putting. Then the second thing is they're not putting their eyes on on the right visual cues. They're not able to mimic the movement of the runner, and so they get duped or they they come up short with their by not taking effective angles into contact. And if and if the player is taking an angle to make shoulder contact and he's watching the right things, he's going to be able to mimic movement to put himself in a position to do that. And then the last piece is footwork into contact. And I'll tell you this: it's the number one thing that's not. It's undercoached in football. I don't care what level it is, whether it's professional, college, or high school levels. It, it, every time we bring it up, it's it's really uh, an aha moment for the coaches. I mean, they they expect to coach the players to run through, but they're giving examples of flat-footedness and contact, and in teaching a player how to have effective footwork through contact is probably one of the more difficult things to teach. And that's what our resources can provide is how to do that, how to build their confidence to do that without them beating each other up in practice. Well, well, and, and since you touched on that, I want to go there. So all of these drills that you guys show and that you demonstrate, you know, on your website uh, are, are all things that can be done any time of the year, whether you have pads on or not. Um, why do you know, why is that so important? And, and, and talk just about that and the benefits of being able to do that uh, with these drills and be able to do them throughout the year. Well, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, by limiting contact, you're going to improve the safety of the game, and and that's not that's not what we advocate. You know, we we understand that there's different levels of contact that you can use, um, and and we provide that in our curriculum. But we also want to meet the mandates and restrictions of contact, you know, by the UIL and the state of Texas, and. By changing up the types of contact, you can use you can use uh, levels of contact that are safe and, and provide less impact or no impact, but still work on the elements of tackling that you need to do to be effective. You know whether it's pre-contact or even contact drills, and and all of our drills are done without pads and without a helmet, without a ball to demonstrate that. You know, I, you know, I, I think it's really important for coaches to see the human body reacting to contact and reacting to things that are happening in front of them in those drills so they can they can be more specific about what they need to talk to talk about and uh that gets hidden sometimes with all that equipment on so we're we're purposeful in the sense that we're showing the drills without equipment on yeah and you know and if, if anyone's ever coached lower levels of football middle school or even you know freshman uh, football, you know, you've mentioned a word a couple of times, and I think it's I think it's huge uh, is confidence. And you see a lot of the problems that kids have with tackling stems from a lack of confidence and knowing what they're doing, and 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 whether or not you know the the technique that they're using is is going to be effective or not. And I think that being able to work these drills without pads and scale it back, you can really break it down, and as you said, build your players' confidence up. So that when they do put the pads on, that that confidence is built up and they know exactly what to do. And then when there is a breakdown, when something does happen, it's easy to trace it back and go, okay, see, you know, you didn't have your your, your near foot inside his feet 
or you know, your eyes were were not on your visual cue or whatever. It's easy to it's easy it's easier to fix. Yeah, and, and you know when it when it comes to tackling, one of the biggest aha moments for me was getting past technique focused drills. And all of us can teach technique, and we think that that that's everything. But what what really elevated my ability to to coach tackling was was understanding that we could use drills that that build on the decision making of an athlete. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I, I thought it was a technique issue, and I said, guys, we just went over that. We, we need to go back and do that again. And we didn't need to go back and do technique. What we needed to do was work on decision-making and help them, help them understand what they need to be looking at. And then for us as coaches to assess that, you know. and uh, So we have drills that, that, that develop skill. We have drills that sharpen skill. And then we have even another set of drills that, just, that we just assess to find out where where do we have holes still so we can go back and be better at, at helping our players understand what they need to do to be successful. So we talked to earlier in our conversation about the uh, the Tackling Academy for Coaches uh, and what it entails. Uh, talk about that course and, and why, why it's so important for coaches to go through. Well, uh, you know, the course itself is, is really, you know, we, we provide an in-person certification and and what this is meant to do is really create that digital experience for coaches that can't make it to the in-person one. And, and really the, the platform is set up on the things I talked about earlier, you know, the technique of pre-contact and contact on how to maximize power and control, really how to understand drill variation and, and understand that, that through variation you're creating more awareness of your athlete. More, more awareness of when contact's going to happen, how it's going to happen, how to how to control their body going into contact. And then, then really make sure that everybody is on the same level of understanding when it comes to levels of contact and how to use it, how to use it at appropriate times. You know, out of season, in season, um, and when you're introducing a drill, or whether you're really wanting to challenge your drills and, and challenge athletes in your drills, and so. That's what's in the that's what's in the the curriculum itself. But you know, it's much more than that. We're we're actually demonstrating best practices. We we demonstrate in that where coaches should be standing in drills. What should they be saying, and how should they be engaging their athlete? Should they be telling them what to do, or they should be should they be asking them questions on their on their understanding to help guide them on what they understand? Yeah. Or or should they just be assessing and maximize their time by making sure they get reps. All of these are, are really important for the player experience and their ability to retain the information they're being asked to, to use. Well, and I think that that in, in, in years past is that's something that's, that's has been missing from tackling drills is a lot of times, you know, and again, we've all done this where, you know, you kind of throw your guys out there, you got a drill set up and there's not a whole lot of explanation. It's basically, Hey, you got the ball, you go this way and Hey, you're, 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 you're on defense. You're trying to tackle them. Let's go. And there's not a whole lot of explanation, uh, of, of what, what you're trying to do and what, what constitutes a successful tackle. And so you have a bunch of different, um, things going on there and a lot of confusion. And, and, and so, um, it, to me, if, if I'm a, a coach uh, in a program that's, that, that's not doing this, it's not doing Atavis, my question for those guys would be, so what, how are you teaching tackling in a way that would be defensible if a parent came up and said, hey, how are you keeping my child safe? 
Uh, does that make sense? You know, I mean, if it's not yeah. atomist, you, you, if it's not atomist, it seems like you better have something in place because those questions are going to come, especially in, in today's game and where we're obviously, you know, uh, concussions are a big issue and just sports injuries in, in general, that if you don't have something in place, then you're really setting yourself up for a lot of trouble with parents and, and otherwise. Yeah, one of the things I, I say to coaches that might be skeptical of what we're doing is I ask them this question. I said, if, do you have any coaches on your staff that you won't let teach tackling? Because if you do, that's a problem. Yeah. And, it, and, and if you guys can't look at a, a tackle or a set of tackles and have the same opinion about that tackle, that's confusing for the athletes. Right, yeah. And, you know, we – you know, we, we, we have all these things in place and, 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 and our scheme and that kind of stuff. But when it comes to blocking and tackling, this is essential to ensure the safety of our athletes. Also say, do you videotape your drills? Because if you haven't, you better start. Because at the end of the day, you want to be able to show that what you're doing is meant to teach tackling, not to injure the player. And if you're not able to defend that, then you're really setting yourself up. And the, and the, the days of, you know, hiring a coach and sending them, sending them over to another field to teach tackling by himself, you know, it, it's over. The, you're, you're holding yourself liable to what happens on that other field. And, and we want to empower those smaller staffs that have brand new coaches on them or, or older coaches that have done it a certain way for a long time. It's hard to, to make that switch. And so, we're really trying to, like I said before, empower coaches at, at every level, at every level of experience, so they they feel more comfortable to get out there and teach. Yeah, yeah. Teach tackling. Exactly, exactly. And again, speaking from my own personal experience, you know, if a parent came up to us, uh, any any of the coaches on our staff, and said, "Hey, I want to know why y'all are doing this drill, or you know, where are you getting this stuff that you're teaching as far as tackling and and all this stuff? Is it safe?" Then we all are, we're all going to have the same answer and we can all take them to your website and we can take them to the data that you guys have put out and we can show them that and talk about that and talk, talk in, in depth about, Hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish with this drill. Here's what we're going through. Here's what we're looking for. Here's how we're trying to keep your son safe. And then, then there you go. I and mean, then you shut any of those, those disputes or any, anything like that down because what you're doing is defensible and it's backed by research. And so that, that again, like you said, frees us up to, uh, to be able to coach with confidence. And anytime you have a collision sport, anytime you have bodies running into each other, there's going to be injuries and, and they just can't eliminate all of them. But what you're able to do is that you're showing that you put a system in place to do everything you can to limit that. You know, and, right. and, and that if your coaches are all saying the same thing and all doing the same thing, your players will start saying and doing the same thing as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and what's, what's been great is not only is there a, a safety result in that or a safer result in that, I should say, but we're also seeing a, a tremendous improvement in performance as well. And so they're one and the same. Our bodies are built to, to perform at our very best when we keep it in our safest positioning and, and what we've been able to do is articulate that in a way where coaches can understand it and, yeah. and teach it. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of, you know, this is just my opinion here and you can, um, you know, you can 
say what you want about this comment, but I kind of feel like we're at a point uh, in our game, in the game of football, that you know, moving to something like this, uh, to a program like Atavis, uh, it, I mean, it's 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 no longer like, well, that's just kind of that's what they do. I mean, I think this is the way our game is going, and if you're not on board, then you're 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 going to get left behind, and you're just opening yourself up for trouble, and and you're setting your program back. And so I think that this is no longer. Um, just a, a luxury or kind of a new, newfangled thing that that some 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 people are doing. But I think this is, you know, what we have to do in order to protect our game going forward. I uh, I I want coaches to know that that what they've been doing and been successful at doesn't happen by accident. And yeah. all we're trying to do is is be a part of that and help improve that. Yeah, you know, to say that. This is the only way to do things. Coaches are going to come up with creative options and modifications to the things that we're providing all day long. And we, we just can't keep up with that. That's what coaches do. Yeah. And, and it's important that coaches have that flexibility within their program so they can make their, where their program is better and where their players are and the system they run better. So, but what we're hopeful to do is to create a platform which they can work from. And, and be able to put a language to what it is that they've, that they've done well. And, it, and if they can take one thing and make their program better for what, with what we're providing, then, our, then that we're doing our job. Right. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I saw a quote not too long ago, and I love it. It says, some coaches love winning so bad they're willing to change. Yeah. And some coach hate change so bad they're willing to lose. Yeah. And yeah. and that's wouldn't be more appropriate to what you just said. Yeah, yeah you're because right. Because you're you're putting a lot at risk. You really are. That's right. The expectations that we're faced with. Yep. Well, I, so I'm I'm just curious as you're going out and talking to coaches, are you, are you running into a lot of skeptics? You know, you, you always do. Uh, like I said before, the, the biggest the biggest assumption is is that we're rugby style tackling, and then they think they all know what that is, and half of them not more haven't even seen a game you know and and then they all talk about they use words and they all think it means the same thing but it but it's not it's not the same thing amongst coaches and, and so our, our whole goal really is to eliminate that that vagueness and just talk about the fact that we're looking to dominate contact you know and, and also and, and to teach techniques that do that and and also to, to validate what we've done by talking about who we've worked with um um, giving them resources to help them go about doing that. And then to also help them understand that we're not just a drill company. We're not just an education company. We're not just an analytics company. We're a system that brings all that together. And, and when, when you're able to do that and use that, you're really able to measure if you're, what you're doing is working. And at the end of the day, you got to be able to ask yourself, is this actually working? And we put our product to the test by measuring it from a both a safety and a performance standpoint. And, and I'll tell you this, I wouldn't be doing it if we didn't measure it because right. I'm not, I'm not going to get out there and pretend or not know if what we're doing is not working. And we're constantly evolving to make what we do better. So we're going to, we're doing that through the state of Texas and, and that's, that's the right thing to do. I think another really cool thing that y'all have done uh, is, is, you know, I always run into atavists at coaching clinics and just, you know, throughout the year, uh, is is higher former coaches. Uh, I know for us, we see a lot of Randy Mays, uh, who's the, the director of partnership development. 
uh, and and he actually you know is a, a former West Texas high school coach. And having guys like that come through and talk about it and 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 see the passion with which they talk about what you guys are doing, I think that that that's that bodes really well for uh, for the mission of Atavis as well. Yeah, and, and you know that's part of our that's really a part of our our focus. I mean, you got to go through those guys. Those guys are the are the gatekeepers to yeah. Texas, and yeah. and if they if they see value in it. And that they're not going to say it. They're not going to. First of all, they're not going to say there's value if there's none. Right. All those guys have built their reputation on being great ball coaches and and telling it like it is and not pulling any punches and and they've been successful at, at, at everywhere they've gone and and for them for us to be in front of them and to get their approval is very humbling to say the least and and for them to feel that they can get behind something like this is validation in itself. Yeah. And in the state of Texas needs those needs coaches like that to champion this and to, to, to also give, give the company continuous feedback on how to be better because no one knows the state better than coaches like that. Right. Right. Well, besides the certification course uh, for, for coaches, uh, I don't know, we've already touched on these a little bit, but, but maybe go in a little more detail for, for guys who, uh, who, whose interest is peaked on Atavis. You know, walk us through the other services that, that you provide customers uh, and, 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 and the, the benefits of those uh, services, how they can benefit players and coaches and just athletic programs as a whole. Well, uh, you know, besides the certification process and just the, the, found, the foundational drills that are provided in that, um, we've recently launched our Tacolytics core and, and select products for high school uh, coaches in, in 2020. And, and really what that is, it's, it's, it's built on our, our ability to take your game film and practice film and provide coaches with bad, bad driven practice plans yeah. and drills based off of game performance yeah. and to help, help with continued improvement, not only in season, but in the off season as well. And, and we customize we customize those practice plans to fit your practice format, and and those can be broken out, you know, you know, team based or position group based, and and even provide information on an individual player. Um, and we're also providing ads with with safety data as well. I mean, as we measure, we measure primary points of contact, and and that that data is given in there as well. And you know, this is important. We're, we're not only we're not only having expertise and focusing and tackling, but also in how we evaluate and analyze. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then the value really comes in 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 the solutions that we provide and the insights that we provide to put it into action. A lot of times, data just sits there and you just stare at it, you know, and you think it's great. Yeah. What we're doing is saying, hey, you performed really well but this is how you can get even better right. or you're performing really poorly and you're going to have to really focus on these areas to get better. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, and I, I mean, myself included, you know, you have players that, that want to be great. And, and how do you tell a great player who's playing great, how to get better? Well, that's what our, that's what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're providing that information. We did, we did, we broke down Bobby Wagner, who's the linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks one of the top linebackers in the NFL, we broke down 16 or, uh, yeah, 32 of his tackles. We, had, we got a clip, 32 clips. And, 
Raj, if a tackler limits a player to two yards or less, that, that's a good outcome. That's, that's getting after it. Yeah. Well, after those 32 clips, he, he allowed 16 yards, which is wow. outstanding. It's yeah. half a yard every time he yeah. hits somebody. And when we told him that, he said, how do I get that to zero? Wow. And we, we have something to tell him. We don't just pat him on the back and just say, keep doing what you're doing. We can say that was a great tackle, but this is how you can be better at it. This is how you can maximize power and control. So when I say maximize power and control, I'm talking about dominating contact. And that's kind of the ultimate goal. You know, that, that, uh, I also wanted to say we just announced our integration into Exos. So, oh, wow. Uh, Exos is the, is the collegiate platform yeah. for really the collegiate and NFL platform for video. Um, and, and our reports and analysis will be linked to the coach video that they've gotten. You know, our ultimate goal is to provide that on nearly any digital platform, being able to connect it to, to the video itself. You know, in, in that core and select product, we, we provide cut-ups that we send back to the coaches through Huddle, and they're able to see examples with, you know, who the tackler is, what kind of tackle it was, how many yards he gave up, and what his issues were with a comment. And it's not just missed tackles, it's effective tackles, it's dominant tackles, it's any tackles that we see as really educational yeah. for the players and the coaches to have. Well, and what you're talking about doing, you know, as far as with the analytics and sending back the data and showing you how you can improve, that's that's what we as coaches do every week, right? Well, I mean, we watch film and we decide what we did well and what we, you know, what we need to improve on, and then we build drills based on that. And that's what y'all are doing. And and I, I think the the cool thing is, is you take the work uh, out of our hands and say, hey. Uh, here's where you can improve as far as tackling goes, and then here are the drills that you can do that you can build into your practice plan to improve that. Yeah, and, and you know, it's really funny that what we've done is we really create another level of quality control. Because once the game gets going, once the season gets going, coaches get more focused on effort and scheme. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the, the technique piece is important, but when it comes to tackling, sometimes it's just, man, we just want them to get, get him down. Right. And what we've done is we've given a level of quality control that that allows us to to provide information to the coach to provide the player, and and know that that if that's the same information that's evaluating the University of Oklahoma, the University of Baylor, the University of Michigan State, and, and college level programs, and that that it's 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 unbiased and it and it, and it provides them information on how to get better. You, you mentioned uh, some of your your, your clients, uh, and, and you know you have collegiate clients, and you have you know high school uh, high school programs, uh, you know across the nation. Can you can you talk uh, specifically about who are some of your current clients, and and maybe some things specifically that they have noticed or benefits that they have noticed from using the services you just mentioned? Yeah, I, you know, one we're 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 really humbled and, and proud to be working with with programs, like I said, in five major conferences. Um, you know, uh, one of our, our very first client was University of Washington back in 2014. And a year later, they made it to the national semifinals. That same year, we worked with Ohio State after they won the national championship. And Chris Ash and, and Coach Fickle, who were there as the defensive coordinators, I mean, they just won a national championship and they reached out to us on how to get better. Yeah, and so we we're proud of that relationship, and um, we we've gone on to work with Michigan State in the Big Ten, um, this, uh, Nebraska. Um, we've worked with Rutgers. 
Cincinnati, Baylor, Oklahoma. This last year we picked up Oklahoma, Texas Tech, SMU, Baylor, um, uh, and, and UTPB even. And um, well, here's a really cool stat that I, I want to share, and then, then I can talk about some of the other things that, that are happening. But um, the past two years, the number one most improved team in the country in defensive efficiency, and, and what that means is how stingy the defense is to get scored on. The number one team in the country for the past two years have been clients of ours. Wow. Two years ago, it was Cincinnati. They, they went 11 and two and they since gone 11 and two again this last year. Um, they were number one in the country in 2018. And then this year it was Baylor, um, who also was a client of ours. Um, three years ago it was Michigan State. They were fifth in the country. Oklahoma this year was eighth in the country. So we had two top ten this year. So we're, we're really proud of that. I mean, obviously they work really hard at what they do. And they, their coaches have really, I understand what it means to win, but just to be a part of that is pretty special. And the things we're, we're seeing by not only them, but anybody we work with, or, you know, one, showing the, the cost of the tackle, we're seeing less yards after contact for every tackle that, that's made. I mean, just yards after contact is something we measure. And, and we're also seeing a reduction in, in points allowed. I mean, I, I'm going to send you a document and let you see kind of the things that, that have happened with the different programs. And whether you're a program that's a high-performing program like Ohio State was or a program that was not performing that well but, but had huge improvements like Baylor and, uh, and Cincinnati, um, we saw a big reduction in points, more stingy defense, and, and more importantly, a, a reduction in primary head contact. And because of that, you know, you're seeing your best athletes stay on the field, and, and that always leads to better outcomes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they just have trusted us to deliver these types of results and this type of data to them on a weekly basis. I think that you're only going to see that improve as, as people start to catch on that, hey, you know, there's really something to this thing. And uh, kind of like what you mentioned, I can see where that becomes another branch of quality control within the, especially these these uh, larger universities where you might have an offensive quality control and a defensive quality control guy and maybe someone else whose role is to, you know, take this data that you're sending and, and, and digest it and make sure that they're incorporating that within their practices uh, in that way to, to um, ensure that, that they're using effective tackling techniques throughout the season. I come from uh, – I, I, I played in Sweetwater, Texas, which is a small West Texas town. Uh, my family still lives there, and, and I graduated in Clarksville, Texas, which is a town of about 3,600. And those are small staffs. And, and, and we're, we're also getting six-man teams that are reaching out and, and seeing how we can help these two-man staffs or, or however big they are help them and provide them information to help them maximize what they're doing with their right. kids. And, yeah. and that, that's, that's a really cool thing. I, I say this, and I mean it. This, this isn't, this isn't a program, you know, for certain skill levels. It's for all levels and at any age group. And, and, um, and, and the progressions work and, and the technique helps and the analysis is what helps those coaches get out and execute it on a weekly basis. So, so Rex, is Texas the only, uh, state currently that, that, uh, requires all of its coaches to be out of a certified? Well, there's, there's a, in every state, there's levels of certification that are required. 
Um, we are gaining momentum in several states uh, in regards to Atavis being there for certification, um, namely in Georgia and Indiana. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing some presence there. Um, like I said, we met with the National Organization of ADs, and, and there's been a lot of interest. I think everybody's kind of waiting to see what's happening in Texas. They've heard about it. But again, it, it takes progressive mindsets to take that step, and, and Texas has shown that, and it showed the buy-in, and it's shown the positive you know, uh, results. And so more more states are, are looking at it as a, as a potential uh, resource for certification. Um, you know, and, and it's important to understand that, that, you know, what's happening with, with other programs and, and resources out there like USA football and, 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 and other resources that are trying to help coaches, we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Trying to improve yeah. this game. And so just being in the, in the conversation is our goal. Uh, we, again, we want, we feel that we're the most comprehensive resource out there. So we hope that, uh, some coaches will take a look. Let's talk about what your uh, what your schedule looks like from here and really to the rest of this off season on into the summer. What are, where are you going to be and, and what are you going to be doing while you're out on the road talking and, and just talk about some of those things that you're going to be doing uh, this this off season for football. Well, we're we're going to be we, we target uh, clinics all across the state and we'll have a presence whether it's a booth or or speaking in person. Um, obviously, we want to build off the, the momentum that, that you know that, that we've got from you know the leader of Texas to, to improve this game of football. You know, I mean, Texas has to do this, and they are. And 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 by doing that, by, by being able to talk about that, we're able to educate other state organizations and what they provide. We we went to the National ADs uh, um, Association called NOCAD and met with 20 different state associations just to help demonstrate what's happening in Texas. You know, the, the executives of the THSCA were there to advocate for us, and, and we're going to continue to, to, to be across, across states in different, different clinics. Um, we have been, we've been approached by programs that, that would like to be potential clients, and so what we do is we'll get their film and, and break down some games and, uh, and take a look at their practice film and, and then show them what we can do with that give them a demonstration of what that looks like. And so that's really going to be our focus, especially after signing day next Wednesday. And that'll happen up through spring ball. And then uh, we'll go back to our current clients and, and be, be around at the beginning of spring ball and in their practices and, and, and help their coaches. And um, we, we provided clinics throughout the state of Texas. We, we clinic entire school districts um, across the state of Texas last year. And, and I expect that to happen this year. And um, and it really gives that in person in person uh, deeper dive than just the, the the Texas certification. It's right. It's really a, a deeper dive with a lot more video and a lot more Q and A to really help coaches speed up in their understanding of, of how to use what they've got. And uh, and our our feedback has been great. Um, you know, ha- having for me having family. You know, in Argyle and Waco and Amarillo and Sweetwater and down in Marble Falls, it's it's great to come home and be able to see them. So I'm always yeah. excited yeah. to be able to do that. But uh, look forward to to being down there again this year. And and um, yeah, I mean, and and, and it's and, and some coaches go. Is it too late to get started? 
you know, like it'll be late July, early August, and they'll say, is it too late to get started? And, and my advice to them is the kids will learn it faster than you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, and it's really about that, isn't it? I mean, it's about, yeah. about giving your kids an opportunity to, to learn something that's going to help them and it's going to feel better. And, and uh, you know, pain is a great educator. That's you right. Know, if, that's right. If, uh, if it hurts, they're going to not do it and you're going to see them start doing stuff you don't even teach. And so we want it, we want it to show up on film and that's what this does. Yeah. And, and I can speak to that as well because, you know, again, um, uh, this is something that's been going on in Texas for, you know, for a couple of years now. Um, and, and, I think that that our kids have, have, have really picked it up, and uh, when, when they're watching film, you can you know they're saying some of the same things that we're saying w- within those drills. And uh, I think that uh, you know the drills that you guys have on your website are fun. The guys enjoy them. Uh, you know that we they love tight turn tackle and and sumo tackle and those types of drills, and and uh, and 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 they're they're effective and and they're enjoyable for the for the for the guys. They 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 like competing and, and doing those things and. And uh, again, it's good for us as coaches because, you know, whether it's a middle school coach or it's a varsity coach, everybody knows the drill. They know what the goal is, what it should look like. And so that's been really good for us uh, when we're talking about our program and, and the things that it's done for us. Well, that's great to hear. I know, you know, it's hard. Like I said, teaching great tackling is hard and uh, getting, getting kids to do something that's not natural to them takes time and for some kids, they, they've been outside and they've been playing and they understand how their body goes into things. There's a lot of kids more and more than ever now that don't. And it's, and it's really put the onus back on the coaches to be more responsible to making sure that those kids can pick it up. Cause it's not that they don't, it's not that they can't. It's just that they haven't had the experiences that a lot of us had right. as young players. That, right. I mean, as young people, as we went out and played outside every day and tackled right. out, you know, out at recess or whatever the case may be. And it's just a different world. And, and the coaches need to be aware of that challenge. Right. Exactly. Well, as we get ready to wrap this, our, our conversation up, let's, let's talk about what's uh, on the horizon for Atavis. What other measures will you uh, be taking in the future to educate players and coaches on safer and, and more effective tackling practices? Um, well, I, specifically in the state of Texas, we're going to be working on uh, level two certification. And, and what that does, is it goes beyond just the understanding of the concepts, but now demonstrating your ability to assess good and bad examples. And, and, and uh, that'll, that'll roll out, in, I think, in 2021. Um, and and what, what that's going to do is, is, is take it to another level for coaches um, as they as they have more experience with this now, it's about helping a coach understand what's good and what's bad. You know, a lot of times when we learn something new, it's hard for us to even evaluate that because we don't even know what we're looking at. And and what we want to do is is provide that for coaches and help them understand it so they can be more effective immediately when they step onto the field. And so, you know, that that's an initiative by the THSCA and the UIL, and, and um, we're working really closely with them and uh, we're, we'll be putting out trials and, and, and developing that so it'll be ready to go. Um, like you said, um, you know, you know, we're going to be integrating with these digital programs and, and you said it well when you said it's a great teaching tool for your kids. Um, but really another thing is to really try to establish what we're teaching our, our coach development as professional development you know, in, in the educational world, because 
if that can happen, then then programs will have more access to the curriculum and resources, so all coaches can use them and and have 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 quicker access to them. And then really, what they, they can use their athletic budgets to 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 take a look at the analytics and, and bring that into their programs and have more access to that as well. And and and, and you know, it's really interesting. In, in the state of Indiana, they they took they they approved our curriculum as a as an educational curriculum, and so. By doing that, um, we've now um, been been seen as that, and 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 what it's doing is it's saying that we're, we're providing educational goals. We have the curriculum, we have the assessment, and we have the resources, just like professional development has to to be able to to be able to provide to our to the coaches for best practices, and um, and, and that's really helping kind of with the with the smaller budgets because there's there's a there's a tremendous amount of uh, of resources in the professional development for teachers and, and, and they're seeing this as a best practices for yeah. risk mitigation. Rex, uh, t- talk to us or, or tell us real quick about how if coaches are, are wanting to uh, learn more information about Atavis, you know, what's the best way to go about doing that? Well, um, we're, we're certainly, we, we're on social media for sure, but just type in atavis.com uh, and you will hit our webpage and you'll be able to see more about what we can do. Um, Obviously, we have representatives in the state of Texas with Randy Mays, and we just we just hired a couple of new uh, representatives as well that will, will be out in the state of Texas. The THSCA is a great resource; they they can easily direct you to our to our website or to our to our salespeople, and uh, we're ready for your calls. We can certainly uh, and we'll be down there in, in clinics, and so be looking out for us at different clinics in the state of Texas and. Uh, we, we look forward to, to seeing them. Well, Rex, thank you so much once again for coming on and talking to us, and, and, and really thank you for uh, all that you're doing to improve uh, our, our game of football. Well, I, I tell you what, it's, um, I'm from the state of Texas. I understand what it means for communities and for you're there, and, and this is really important, and, and I think it's important that Texas leads this push and, and helps the rest of the country understand how important football is to the United States. Thanks once again to Rex for talking with us today. Be sure to follow Rex on Twitter, at Coach underscore Rex Norris, and give Adivus a follow as well, at Adivus Football. You can also follow us on Twitter, at KYPD Podcast, and be on the lookout for more on the topics discussed in today's episode on our Twitter feed this week. As always, feel free to interact with us, leave us reviews, and if you're liking what you're hearing, give us a five-star rating and help us spread the word about this podcast. Our quote of the day is this, ships are safe in the harbor, that's not what they were built for. And that will do it for this episode of KYPD. If you found today's episode through our link on Twitter, do us a favor and retweet that. In doing so, you're helping other coaches find our podcast. For my coaches in Texas, Hope you're happy with your new district and are able to fill out the rest of your schedule today. Hey, if you're looking for a week two or week five opponent, the Hawks are available. But anyway, y'all have a great week. And until next time, keep your pads down.